Hi, I'm Sabine, the Purpose Lawyer. If you're new here, please don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. It really helps us do well, and you know it helps us continue to spread the good word. And if you are in the need of asset protection, legacy planning, or trademarks, please reach out to our firm. It is the Ambitious Legacy Firm. We're licensed in New York and New Jersey. However, we have service partners all over the country, and we love to be able to work with you and your friends. Let's get into the episode. Welcome to another episode of the Ambitious Legacy Podcast. I'm your host, Sabine, the Purpose Lawyer. Thank you for listening and thank you for helping me be on purpose. All right. I don't know what's going on with today, but (laughs) I've had some challenges this morning, but we're going to get through this. All right. This is another episode and I'm super excited because I wanted to kind of get into having a conversation about my book, You're Richer Than You Think. So there's so much that has gone into creating this book and um, just having, seeing it manifest has been really an awesome thing. I am proud of it and I'm proud of how it's been helping other people. And I thought it would be good to kind of get into some of the stuff that I talk about in the book here. Um, So the title, first of all, is You're Richer Than You Think. And why did that title become the winner, (laughs) the winning title for the book, because I've spoken to so many people who have asked, like, you know, is this for me? Is estate planning, is legacy planning for me, for my family, where, you know, we have no idea what this stuff means. We have no idea what, where to go, how to get started. And it seems very over everyone's head. And I know there's a lot of information out there some of it is valid, some of it is not valid, you know, and I wanted to make sure that people are getting a good foundation to basically start this journey of understanding planning. So you're richer than you think is really a message to the reader to say, hey, you have more to give than you think. And not only is it more than just your finances, but also your emotional, your intellectual accomplishments, because more than what the things that we've amassed, the lessons that we learned in life, and the impact that we're able to leave on people around us will last so much longer than the things that we have. But we get into both, right? So let me just get into the book a little bit and tell you guys what's in it. The first aspect, you know, I talk about, you know, explaining the fact that you're richer than you think, but also how we're all sort of leaving a legacy regardless of whether we decide to participate in that or not. So each individual is going to impact those that are around them. How are you going to be impactful? Are you going to be intentional about that? And that could be a difficult thing for people to think about. So it's like, how? How do I be intentional about the legacy that I am leaving? So being mindful of how you're treating people around you, being mindful of taking advantage of every opportunity. And that doesn't have to be big or huge opportunities, but doing everything that you're doing in an intentional way, doing everything that you're doing in excellence and really seeing how you can do more for 
other people around you, how you can help others, how you can live your life to the fullest, which in turn could be a great example for other people. So there's so many different ways. It's not just in a proactive way, but it could even be just being the best you that you could be where it's allowing you to leave a legacy. And so one of the things that I talk about in the beginning is how we have found ourselves uh, historically in the area of lack of planning is, you know, families before us not understanding the importance of planning, not understanding that it's not optional really for most people to plan unless you absolutely have, you know, zero assets. But even if you have zero assets, there's a level of planning for you because every single person, there's a level of planning for every adult, right? So you could have well, you know, life insurance be part of your planning. You can have your, you know, a healthcare proxy or power of attorney so that if anyone needs to uh, care for you or help you out, that they have authority to actually do so. So there's a responsibility for everyone to sort of do a level of planning. And just historically, we haven't understood the importance, right? So being misinformed that verbally expressed desires is enough. Word of mouth <laughs> is never going to be enough is not going to be an effective way to plan. And so we kind of talk about, you know, these are some of the reasons why historically we have not um, had an opportunity or have not pursued an opportunity to do estate planning. And then I give you some tools and some action steps on how to actually put down a blueprint on how to create your legacy, right? How to continue to live your life in a way because you can start at any time, right? Continue to live your life in a way that's going to be impactful, but intentional in the way that you want to. And to empower you, empower the reader that you have control oh, to a certain degree. <laughs> you have some control over this um, thing we call legacy, right? So, and then after we lay all of that foundation, we kind of start getting into the meat of the um, practical side of estate planning so estate planning 101, what is that? What does it mean? What are some tools that are involved in the process of estate planning? And then one thing that I super, I super love, <laughs> one thing that I really love is um, that each chapter has key takeaways. So even if any something is kind of like over your head and you're not sure, there are key takeaways in each chapter to help sort of like make it even more plain. Okay this is what I meant in this entire chapter. Um, then we get into asset protection. So what's the difference between legacy planning, estate planning, asset protection? There is a difference. And I kind of get into the difference of each here. Who Who is asset protection for? So when I did an episode recently talking about how you know, everyone gets excited about hearing new things when it comes to finances and finances and financial planning. So estate planning is part of financial planning, essentially, because it helps you preserve your assets, protect what you have, you know, avoid and save on taxes and things of that nature. Um, so who, you know, sorry, we get excited about this type of thing, but it's not every single strategy is not for everybody, right? But there is a level for everybody, as I said. So who is asset protection for? Who should be thinking about asset protection? What is asset protection exactly? What are some of the tools and some of the ways that we can do that? Then we get into talking about preparing for the unplanned, where such situations and scenarios might come up that we did not expect, but we can predict because it happens to people every day. And we know that there are things that we can do, simple things that we can put in place to actually prevent, you know, us having that unfortunate scenario. 
So what else do we talk about in this book? And of course, I get into wills and trusts, right? Explain to you like what they are, how they work together in your overall plan and how they overlap. And then with trust, I get into the different types of trust. So a lot of times people want to know what are the different types of trust that are available to them and how can it benefit them? So I, I get into all of that generational trust, things that the ultra wealthy sort of take advantage of and how that can sort of impact you and what's the benefit of those. So definitely talk about that, which is a really big part of this book. But then we talk about other things that sort of work in line with your estate planning. And that is one thing is life insurance. So life insurance is a really strong tool that sort of helps maximize the impact that you can kind of give to your families, whether it be just to add liquidity or funds to your estate um, or whether it's to minimize and pay for maybe debt or taxes or things like that, or just to like not leave a burden on your family where they can have some funds to pay for funeral expenses, et cetera. So I get into all that stuff about insurance and how it sort of helps impact your estate and impact your legacy. And then I know this chapter, everyone wants to read real estate, right? So I talk about ways that you can protect your real estate assets because most individuals who are looking to create a plan and most Americans, most individuals period have real estate. So own real estate, at least a primary residence or or apartment or something like that. Uh, So I wanted to let people know, like educate people on how do you go about protecting your real estate as an asset. Not only that, I have a lot of uh, real estate investors who I work with. So those investors, and I know the type of questions and the things that are important to them in terms of protecting their real estate. And I know this is something that people want to understand because so many people are interested in owning real estate as part of their assets, as part of their estate. So we get into that. LLCs, you know, I had to talk to you guys about the LLCs, right? You know, I love me some LLCs where they're appropriate. And so LLCs are an an interesting tool that can also be used as part of your estate planning to add different layers of protection. So I kind of get into that and how they all work together to protect and impact your estate. So this book is juicy, you guys. <laughs> and then something that maybe may have been unexpected in here, which you all know that this part has been part of my practice in the past, at least, is trademarks, copyrights, and other in- forms of intellectual property. Those um, assets are tools that can really help your family members, your loved ones to have residual income over time. That is something that you can use to I don't want to say sort of um, exploit is what's coming to mind, but that's not the word that I want to say. You want to be um, be able to maximize them. You want to be able to license and use these things to sort of help continue to bring in income. There's leverage, <laughs> not exploit, leverage. So it's something that you can certainly leverage. Um, and if your family understands how these things play into your estate, then it will allow them to be able to take advantage of it. And so I want people to understand that trademarks, copyrights, other forms of intellectual property are assets. And how can you go about protecting those as part of your estate plan? I don't want to give away the whole book, but I gave you a lot of juicy nuggets that are in here. And, you know, it really is 
was just like a labor of love to sort of help people understand what it is to do uh, planning and how and what it means to sort of create and set up your legacy intentionally, right? One of the quotes that I have in the book is by a gentleman, George Bernard Shaw, who is a Nobel Peace Prize winner, and stated that um, on his deathbed, if he had to do life over again, he would have been the, the person that he wanted to be, but never could have, right? But never became. And I thought that was interesting for someone who won a Nobel Peace Prize. The big picture is that we if you're listening to this, you are alive and you're still in control of your legacy and the life that you leave. So you can you can impact in the way that you want to impact because you still have days to come. Right. Although we don't know tomorrow is not promised, but we always have today. So today, make the moves that you wanted to make, you know, baby steps still get you places. I heard somebody say that, like baby steps still get you places. Like babies, they're, they're on the run. They're like, they're out, right? So those little tiny steps still make an impact and you'll be so surprised as to what you can do if you just try. There are so many things that I have been able to do that I, my mind has been sort of blown that I can't believe that I've experienced, right? And it's just because I tried, like despite fear, despite, you know, feeling uh, feeling some in- inadequacy sometimes, despite feeling like, you know, well, other people are doing it better or other people have more resources or whatever the case is. Despite that, there are things that I've gone after and things that I've tried and there's things that I failed at, but I am happy that I have made that effort because the little bit that I've been able to do has made major impact, not only on the people who follow me, like you wonderful people, but my child, my husband, my family, you know, this is part of what we're here to do. Inspire, live your life to the fullest, no matter how much it hurts, no matter how uncomfortable it is, no matter how, you know, crazy it might seem, no matter how weird and out of the box you might look, right? Do everything that all the desires that sort of like come to you, all the desires that are on your heart, take action. And if you fail at it, so freaking what? Like everything, everything comes by trial and error and failure is a part of the process. And I was having this conversation this week because every now and then when I feel challenged, I'm thinking about people who have failed at things. So one of the things was like Oprah was fired from like her first job. I think um, I know Steve Jobs was fired from Apple. Uh, One of the famous inventors, I feel like it was Einstein, like one of his inventions was like was failed like a thousand times. Oh, the Dyson, the the gentleman who created Dyson, he his his um, believe it was like his patent or whatever, his iterations, he had like 5,000 iterations of the Dyson before he was at 5,000. How many people got 5,000 tries in them? Right? Like, I don't even know if I have 5,000 tries for me, to be honest with you all. But I say all of that to say that, you know, please don't give up on the things that you want to do because all of these things play into who you become, who you're impacting and the legacy that you want to live. See how I tied that in? I know you like that. (laughs) So thank you guys for listening. Please pick up a copy of You're Richer Than You Think. If not for you, pick it up for someone else that you know and love. 
that you want to help impact, especially for loved ones who are apprehensive about this type of conversation, who don't really, really talk about this and don't see the point in it, pick up the book, help them to read, um, help them to read it, understand it, or read it as a family, like have conversations about these things to help spark you know, I want you all to be the catalyst in your family and your loved ones in your circle to help make people, not make people, but encourage people to plan, right? And I appreciate you guys for listening and I will see you next time. Mm-hmm.